Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello from the bunker, where I now spend my days after... The, the demolishing of so much of our planet by the nuclear holocaust of World War III. This will be my last episode about it. Uh, what I want to do is provide my own personal view of the history that led to America's inability to really prevent the war uh, and maybe contribute to it. This is personal. That's all I can do is look at things from the way uh, I do look at things and analyze them from the way I analyze them. The real, most of the problems were already inherent uh, in, in, in America to uh, lead to a schism between those who were committed to democracy and those who were afraid of democracy and all of the awesome personal and collective responsibility uh, that involves living with democracy, particularly a democracy in which science was so important. Science such as as physics, chemistry, and especially the biology uh, and and the psychology uh, that emerged in the 20th century and and the 19th and 20th century. Uh, I've already discussed the terrible effect that Darwin and his theory uh, and modern biology had on so many people. The idea that um, we weren't special, we weren't created by a deity, but that we emerged uh, through a process of natural selection uh, to become what we are in in a uh, pressure cooker world in which you had lunch until you became lunch, that all living things eventually died uh, one way or another and became food to be consumed by other living things, which in turn would die. Um, The idea that there was no uh, uh, powerful figure in charge of things, that we were in charge of things. And there was always this schism between those who were religious and those who were... uh, Uh, committed to a democracy. Um, But the 20th century was tough on that in a variety of ways. One of the problems in America was always race. So that when we looked at at, um, who ran the show, it was the males uh, taking their place as the warriors of finance or or the warriors of uh, sports uh, sports being a tremendous advance in human uh, relations that uh, when the war was over, people could go home and have a drink and celebrate or feel bad for the war but that had taken place on a football field or, or a baseball field, but everybody lived. Everybody f- 
followed rules in which nobody ultimately died, um, except you know for certain dangerous aspects of the sport. But it was a white-dominated world in America. And anybody who was not white, the American Plains Indians were savages, blacks had been uh, enslaved and was seen as less than fully human. In fact, uh, when the Constitution was formed, uh, there was already <clears throat> a tremendous conflict about slavery and the awfulness of enslaving people. Uh, but nothing could have been done. There would not have been uh, a United States of America unless the compromise was made. And the compromise said that uh, blacks were three-fifths human. They were only partially human. This all fested. And as time went by in our, in our land, uh, an economic and technical revolution took place that was devastating in many ways to males, simultaneously liberating females. Modern technology allowed for birth control so that women could control uh, who and, and when they had a child, who they had it with and when they had the child. Uh, the male was not any longer in complete control of increasingly large numbers of women. Technology began to create a massive dislocation of work <clears throat> while it opened up large and well-paying work for those who were technically proficient, who could understand computers, who could program, uh, higher technical jobs, um, more and more of jobs that people worked and, and, and the middle-class male uh, who uh, was part of a union, worked for a company, uh, worked for a car manufacturer, worked as a printer, worked in all kinds of jobs with their hands, <clears throat> um, not at the top, but in the middle uh, of the hierarchy. All of these jobs began to disappear. And many of them disappeared because technology made them irrelevant. And many were uh, disappeared because they were shipped overseas as business became internationalized. At the same time that women became uh, more sexually independent, uh, and more able to demand their own lives, uh, the, the um, progression of education shifted from males to females. More and more women graduated high school than men. And a large, very large proportion of those who were graduating from college were now women. So that the most educated within society uh, were more and more women while men were falling behind. Books began to appear, discussions on the media. Given the economics and the sexual liberation of women, were men even necessary? Uh, do men matter? A woman can now have a child, hire a nanny, and not be married when she had the child. The liberalization of America continued. Um, it appeared that the whole world was becoming liberalized. Uh, a fellow in the 19, late 1980s, a fellow working uh, in one of the government institutes, wrote a very famous paper, Francis Fukuyama, on how liberal democracy had won. History was at an end. Things just got, got better and better. 
While nobody looked, things were really starting to percolate and fall apart. More and more individuals found themselves marginalized, particularly the white male in America. More and more, these individuals were dislocated, couldn't earn the living they once did, and became angrier and angrier. And when people become angry and their lives become dislocated this way, wherever they are, they turn for an explanation. And if the government or their leaders or the people who are in charge do not find a way to help them and bring them back into a a democratic political situation, they begin to go in their own directions. The religious right became more and more angry and upset, particularly when um, gays were uh, liberalized and uh, were allowed to marry. That was one of the boiling points. One of the big boiling points was the election of Barack Obama. For many of us, and I include myself, the idea that a man of color could be elected president of the United States of America and not be assassinated was proof that our democracy was working and made me as proud of my country as I could possibly be. For others, the dislocated, angry males, this was the last straw. How could a white man not be able to get a, earn a living, a successful living? How could he not be the head of his family? And at the same time, how could a black man ascend to the top, top job in America? The moment Obama was elected, a vilification occurred that was unprecedented. He was the worst president that ever lived. He wasn't an American. He was a Muslim. He wasn't born here. He usurped the position. A group of politicians, and this was mostly in the Republican Party, but make make clear, this could have happened in any party. I think it's just a historical accident that it happened within the Republican Party which, uh, as I will talk about in a little while, never stood up for itself and said, we're not going to allow the racism to destroy the presidency. It tried to destroy the presidency. A group of Republicans got together after his first election, and it seemed that the only thing they had as a goal was to defeat anything he wanted by any means possible and therefore uh, ruin his presidency so he wasn't re-elected. <clears throat> but he was re-elected. And this led to even more outrage, more fear. Because when people are afraid, when they feel diminished, when they become ashamed of themselves, it is rage. And they begin to look for scapegoats. Who would be the scapegoats? At the same time, and this, again, is on my personal opinion, things were happening in the Arab world, run by dictatorships, cruel, powerful, based in all kinds of religious ideology, and rebellions began to take place. The environment, which more and more Americans understood was dangerous, but 
the politicians would not allow any kind of a realistic discussion denying its existence, um, that it was taking place, led to famine in much of the Middle East and destabilized much of the Middle East. When uh, George Bush, who in my personal opinion really wasn't the president, but the puppet head of Cheney, his vice president, and Donald Rumsfeld, his secretary uh, of state, uh, when they destabilized Iraq by moving into Iraq and then didn't listen to the, the military people who now were in control of Iraq to leave their army intact because, quote, we could work with them and they will keep a stable country. The, the hatred of the Sunni for the Shia were, uh, is hundreds and hundreds of years old and the slaughter only stopped when these nations were cobbled together and a dictator strong enough uh, to keep control of his population um, was in place. We took the dictator who was the head of the Sunnis, uh, who had fought a fratricidal war with the uh, Iranians uh, in the 1980s, and uh, we removed him, increasing the war between the Sunnis and the Shia, and the army that we disarmed uh, entered into Syria during their civil war, their fratricidal civil war, being the fact that uh, uh, Assad was uh, the government was the head of was a Shia government, and the population that was looking for relief from his his heavy handedness was Sunni, and that army, uh, together with the Sunni rebels, became ISIS became uh, a hyper-religious, uh, unbelievably cruel uh, group of males who hated anything other than their own religion, uh, who hated the idea of women having any participatory role in government or in have anything to say, who began to collect women and kidnap them and put them into sexual slavery. And America really did nothing uh, that it might have done to depose Assad early enough uh, to create a new balance, uh, it decayed and civilization itself fell apart. And millions of people began to move up into Europe and other places and starve and drown uh, in, in their struggles to stay alive and, and move from place to place. And chaos and anarchy really uh, began to grow. And America was increasingly unable to create a policy by anyone to deal with this. Now, back then, back before the war, when I would try to explain this to people, the hatred of Obama was such that immediately I was screamed at. I mean, just horrendous. It was Obama's fault and only Obama's fault. Right? Uh, I used to joke that uh, maybe it's true that Obama participated in the assassination of, of John F. Kennedy in 1963. I don't think he was born yet, or, or maybe he was just a young child, but it didn't matter. I mean, people would look at me and say, oh, gee, is that true? So we have a large group in different venues of angry males, and a large group, not particularly majorities, but minorities, who are allied in many ways with them, 
uh, being funded by the rich and the powerful uh, to destroy uh, uh, any kind of liberalization, any kind of redistribution of wealth through the tax code. Uh, and people now are failing economically. They are angry. Uh, more and more individuals uh, are, are listening to the hate mongers on, on the radio, on TV, uh, Rush Limbaugh and Ann Coulter uh, and others spewing a hatred and a venom that people, some people found funny and others found invigorating. Here was somebody talking about not only the problem that they were having, but how to fix it through the finding of victims and through the finding of scapegoats. This hadn't happened in America before particularly strong, but it's been happening all through history. Tell individuals who are in distress, tell them who are in distress, that there is an individual or a small group or a group that has been plotting against them and is responsible. And for the least educated and the most frightened and therefore the most angry, they will jump on this. The German people jumped on the idea that had been going through Europe for a thousand years that the Jews were the cause of all their social and economic difficulties. And where it ended up was the disaster of the Holocaust, the literal breakdown of civilization, the horrendous World War III, which left Germany in rubble. Nobody stood up to Hitler. Nobody. And by the time anybody wanted to, it was too late. And now the same thing was happening in America. The tipping point, uh, uh, well, there were some other issues here. More and more of Americans uh, were arming themselves. Uh, crime was always a problem. Uh, much of the crime in the, in the ghettos committed by black youth uh, frightened people. And so Americans began to arm themselves. Militias began to form in many parts of the country that were so upset with the United States that they literally declared themselves independent of the United States. Paranoid fantasies of the army coming to disarm them, of Americans who would come and kill them, other Americans, began to circulate and began to be acceptable as a truth. In Texas, things got so bad that the, when the military began to do some maneuvers, uh, it, it began to uh, appear to these individuals, these well-armed white individuals, uh, and the governor at the time, Perry, that uh, they were there to disarm the militias and put these individuals into concentration camps. The fear and the hatred was spread everywhere. Finally, America became totally immobilized when gerrymandered districts of angry men and religious individuals began to say that their religious beliefs literally superseded the, the government, the Constitution. The Constitution was no longer to be acceptable 
as what guided us. A woman in Kentucky refused to issue licenses for gay couples. Stopped issuing all marriage licenses. She had a higher calling. Now, it's perfectly all right for her to have a higher calling. But she had taken an oath as a public servant to uphold the Constitution of the United States. And this she would not do. And when she was put in jail for contempt of court, which may or may not have been the right thing to do at the time, some of those now running for president for 2016 came to her aid. And a religious fury appeared. She was the victim of a plot against Christians, said Ted Cruz, one of the candidates. This is a terrifying thing to say. Donald Trump, who had now begun to give America its true scapegoats, the, the uh, Mexicans who were coming in illegally, creating a very serious problem in the United States in terms of, of immigration that was illegal. Nobody was creating a, a solution. Built, he said, a 2,000-mile wall because these Mexicans coming in are rapists and drug addicts. Not all, but most of them. Soon we began to hear that Muslims were the problem in America. They're plotting. They shouldn't be allowed to run for president. An interesting individual by the name of Ben Carson, a neurosurgeon, a medically trained doctor, who claimed that he didn't believe in evolution. That was one that me personally, that I personally find very difficult. I had my head shaking from that one. How could an individual who has gone through the entire curriculum and practice of, of science and then practice medicine, which is largely the product of biology, starting with the evolutionary idea, how could he deny? Was he a huckster? Was he lying? Or was there an interesting thing about this individual that he believed it? But that he would be president? This was terrifying. The government was shut down in October of 2015 when a small group of individuals attached a rider to the budget bill defunding Planned Parenthood. There was now open warfare on Planned Parenthood. Lies were told about uh, uh, Planned Parenthood killing full-term babies and using their brains for research and for uh, uh, scientific experiments. That those who are now full of rage and running towards ideological positions that were extreme, that were based on fear and hatred, looking to restore the male god to the top, looking uh, for leaders to show them the true way, looking for uh, those who were victimizing them. 73% of America was Christian, and they were saying that they needed laws to ensure their freedom as Christians to prevent non-Christians and to prevent those that they, in their viewpoint, who are full citizens, should be, have their rights taken from them. America became paralyzed. 
And then finally, the, the, one of the other pegs in the disaster, Russia, who was being led by a thug by the name of Putin, an ex-master uh, 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 of, of uh, uh, the uh, Secret Service there, uh, took power, slowly but surely turned Russia into a, a, uh, uh, a dictatorship again. Uh, its brief, uh, uh, brief exploration of democracy uh, after the 1989, after the wall uh, in Berlin came down, um, uh, and used the hatred of America and the idea that Russians were being victimized by Muslims, being victimized by the United States, um, led to a rage against the West and to a hyper-nationalism, which, like hyper-religion, is a dangerous and distorting thing. So, he opened the base up in Syria, which was now a kind of a dangerous no-man's land, stocked it with arms and soldiers, and at that point, with a paralyzed America, those of us who were full of fear of what was happening, who didn't find Donald Trump funny, uh, but worried. Nobody rallied our country. Nobody rallied our country to say the Constitution is what makes us strong and what protects us. God in your personal life can make you strong and give you the values to live by. But as a country, for 250 or more years, what made our country special was democracy, the rule of law, the idea that when somebody lost an election, he didn't mount the coup, but he left, recreated his life in another way, or tried to get power back through the ballot box. There were now a group of men in the United States who happened to be Republican at this point, who were saying, in effect, if I can't get the country I want back to the way I want it, with a male God, with Jesus in control, with women under the, under the control of their men, uh, where, where I get power, where I have uh, uh, respect, there won't be a country. And we waited for the president to speak up about this. We waited for the 19 people who were running for president to say, this is not a good thing. We are a constitutional democracy. Nobody would upset, quote, the base. It was a random, it was a free-for-all. It was a political anarchy in which more and more uh, the people running, whether they were that uh, uh, right-wing or not, hated and would not speak up. Nobody spoke up. In terms of the poem that I so loved by Yeats, The Second Coming, the best lacked all conviction, and the worst were filled with passionate intensity. I've talked about how the war finally started. Um, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, we are all responsible. We're all responsible. I wish I had done this broadcast and others like it. I wish I had done this before the war, before the devastation. I wish I had done more to promote my broadcasts. But I have other things that occupy me, uh, that keep my mind off the awful things 
that were happening that led up to the the paralysis of the country I love, the political disintegration that took place in 2016 and thereafter, and the final uh, 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 devastation created uh, when the religious of the world, the hyper-religious of the world, all believing that God was on their side, all believing uh, that they were the victims, all believing that they had a mandate to destroy uh, the devil, to destroy uh, the, the, the godless, to destroy those whom they feared and hated by whatever means possible. So, I don't know what happened today. I had a program already, and when I put on my studio, it said I didn't have a program. It's there. So I very quickly, in three minutes, threw up some information for this program, but it certainly wasn't done to uh, specifications I would have liked. And I certainly hope that this will uh, be listened to and my other programs will be listened to. In fact, anybody who hears this, who finds it makes sense, um, I will do another broadcast next week or maybe in two weeks in which I will <clears throat> try to leave the ideas open, maybe have an open forum for people to call in. If that's possible, tell your friends if you think uh, this show was of value. Tell your friends. Tell your family. If you hate it, call in and tell me why you hate it. Okay. This is Dr. Simon signing off, and let's see what will happen as a result of this show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 